I'm a nerd. I've been a nerd for a long time. I think Tony uh, Spicocci puts it the best way that I, I'm, a, I'm a hockey fanatic that just likes baseball. Thanks for joining us. This is Leading Life Together. group of husbands, dads, and we even have one grandpa. And we're certainly not all the same, but we do share one thing, and that is the love of God. Join us as we talk about leading life together. I will climb from this valley low. I will go where the water flows. I will see to find the light that heaven holds. That was our buddy Channing Stockman. Thanks a lot, man, for letting us use that tune. That was Valley Low off his album Kingdom. Go find the band on Facebook. That's Channing Stockman Music right there on Facebook. Also, buy a track on iTunes. This one right here is pretty awesome. Okay, we're here uh, leading life together and put out the bat signal today. And uh, we got uh, we got one guy that showed up. And that's that's kind of the whole thing with this podcast is we don't know. You know, we're all busy, so we don't know who's going to be able to show up. But Really wanted to get some questions answered to you know with Craig, so uh, this is Rudy and uh, I was on episode one. I'll, I'll be on most of the episodes because I have the recording equipment. But uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Craig, uh, Doc Sitter, and uh, I'm one of the leading life together people, uh, sharing within the vision that Rudy gave. That uh, wanted to just take some some great minds, if you will, and uh, actually find what is working why are we uh how are we having successful relationships in both our homes our workplaces and in within our church and how do we do that what does it look like and and you know just let people know we're normal people we have normal struggles just like everybody else we're not uh we're not abnormal yeah that's right well this is gonna be a probably a pretty short episode because last time we did this there was four of us and we were all answering these same exact questions so uh, today it's just going to be Craig because we really wanted to make sure to introduce Craig because he's our he's our pastor. <laughs> <laughs> so so Craig, why don't you describe yourself? I'm a nerd. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, I've been a nerd for a long time. Uh, I've been married for uh, 18 years. Uh, I have two daughters. Um, I'm really into collecting odd trinkets, kind of like Hot Wheels. Uh, all of mine are still in the box, so there's a lot of money to be made there. Uh, big uh, movie guy like music, uh, like playing guitar. Um, I like to write. I'm a weird guy that likes to actually write things down. So um, I've written a book with Matt Simonez. Um, that's the, uh, the roadmap, the basic guide to, or a simple guide to understanding the Bible. So that kind of lets people know that, you know, um, this is that we've broken it down to as easy and as possible way for people to understand um, what the Bible says about whatever. And, um, and I believe you have a copy of it. Yeah, I was just uh, trying to crane my neck and look for it. I know it's just right over here, but uh, yeah, you can get that right on Amazon, right? You can. You can get it on Amazon. It's five ninety nine if you have Prime. It's free shipping, um, and uh, it, it's a it's a great beginner's book. We are uh, in the process of developing like a sequel to it, something that's a little bit more deep. Um, and uh, it's just two guys, you know, me and Matt we have quite the background with with ministry experience and. Um, noticing that there was a need for people to have a basic understanding because sometimes you get into a church and you hear all these things that are being said and you're like this doesn't make any sense 
somebody needs to do something to make it simple. So the light bulb goes on for Matt and I, and we're like, we could do this. We, we could write something simple. And so we did. And, um, you know, it's out there. It's, 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 it's like a workbook. So it's got some fill in the blanks, but the answers are all at the end of each section. So it's not like there's a big quest uh, or test or anything like that. But, you know, you're just trying to, to get some clarity on, on what the Bible says about whatever. Um, and, and hopefully it'll, it'll ask, the, when you get done with that book, it would propel you to get something further so that you can go, okay, what does the Bible really say about this? And then propel you into, you know, maybe more like this, where it's a one-on-one conversation with somebody that's a little bit more seasoned, if you will, to say, hey, you know, I'm really struggling with, with this because I know that the world says I should do A, but the Bible says I should do B, and I'm really not sure how to do that, and just having that normal conversation. And so hopefully that book gives you that foundational stuff that you need. You can launch into the next level and then and then start getting hungry after that. Um, and then when I was saying that the next one's going to be a little bit deeper, it's probably going to be um, less of a fill in the blank, but more of topical things. You know, like uh, people say all the time, you know, they want they want to know about angels and demons and things like that. And how did they come to be? And what does the Bible say about that? And so that's one of the many topics that Matt and I have talked about. How can we do that and make it so that it's understandable? Because it's a really deep subject. You know, um, anything theological can be really heavy. And so you just want to make it simple. And for us, that's our goal is to make it simple. We don't want anybody to be confused. I don't think God ever sat there and said, hey, this is supposed to be as difficult as possible. Uh, I think it was more of, man, I wish I could just make it simple for you guys. Uh, so that's that's kind of the big thing. Well, the roadmap does make it that simple, too. I mean, you know, I wasn't originally thinking we we're going to plug the book, but it's, it's an awesome time to talk about it because realistically, I mean, that's 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 a cool tool to have because it's like it, it, the, the name of it describes it so well. It's just a roadmap. I mean, you, you know, you just follow it and, you're gonna, you know, you're going to learn a lot. So absolutely. Uh, the, the scripture references that are there, it, it's literally the address to get to what you want to know. So if you're sitting here saying, I'm not sure what the Bible says about about tithing. You know, we're going to let you know what a tithe is, how it works, where you can find the information on it, and biblical history on it. It's just a simple thing. Um, but there's a lot of confusion on that. And so we were just trying to make it simply, uh, you know, hey, this it's not as hard as people think it is. Um, and, yeah, it wasn't really trying to be a shameless plug for the book, but it was more of— Oh, yeah, I mean, that's, and that's part of who you are, too. So that's good. I mean, you know, if you're an author, then— Tell people you're an author. I mean, that's perfect. But uh, what about as far as like kind of when we roundtabled this question, uh, the first time we got together was kind of more or less like um, where have you lived? Where did you, you know, like throughout your life? Who are you, who's a part of your life now? Uh, it's been I've, I've lived in three different states. So I was born in California uh, when my parents uh, divorced, uh, got had a remarriage happen on both sides. And so. Uh, my dad moved back east to Missouri. My mom and my stepdad moved us up here to Washington. And when our oldest daughter was uh, a couple of years old, she had a lot of issues with asthma and health and whatnot. So we moved down to Arizona and we were there for about six years. And then we moved back to Washington because my wife hated it there. Um, she just missed Washington is what it was. Uh, I've had lots of really good influences in my life, lots of good mentors. Uh, my One of my I mean, Matt Simon is, is one of my favorite mentors, uh, but uh, Ray Jennings was probably my first mentor, and that was that was 18 years ago. That was the guy that was like, man, you obviously have a call on your life. What are you going to do about it? And I was like, I don't know, man. I'm just going to hang out. And it was <laughs> just just kind of that way. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. So those have been some people that have been in there. Um, you know, I still have a good relationship with, with both my parents, which – 
it's kind of hard because sometimes people are like, man, how do you have a good relationship with both your parents? And it's like, they're still my parents. Just because they didn't get along doesn't mean I'm not going to. Um, it makes challenges at Thanksgiving, but, uh, you know, life's good. Yeah. And then uh, you mentioned a daughter. You have, uh, you know, who's in your family then? Uh, well, Zoe's our oldest. Katie is our youngest. They're about eight and a half years apart. Um, that does sound like a large gap, but um, health issues and things like that have kind of made it so that, uh, you know, we, we couldn't couldn't do things with to have kids. Um, there was a lot of issues with pregnancy, uh, a couple of miscarriages. And that's, you know, we've been asked, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with miscarriages? Aren't you mad at God? No, because I think he had a plan in the whole thing. I may not understand it, but I just have enough faith to understand that he's got it all in control. And I just, I don't sweat that stuff um, when it comes to that. Because at the end of the day, he's got my well-being in control. So, if, you know, if that's what was supposed to happen, then I'm okay with that. I'll still see those kids, just not in this lifetime. Yeah, and uh, and who are you married to? Oh, I'm married to Lisa. She's hot. Um, yeah. She's, she's um, I've known Lisa since we were 15, and we've been married for 18 years, so I've known her long, long more than half my life, and um, she's amazing. So if guys are listening and they want to know the key to a successful marriage, it's really simple. Just do what she tells you. You'll be fine. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and it's funny. As I was listening to your story, I was noticing that there's there's like you kind of mentioned the gap between your daughter's ages and the divide from when your parents were split. And I was thinking about that. I was like, man, you know, there's a lot of people that listen to, to conversations like we're listening to right now. And maybe they even had that kind of divide even in their own relationships. And, and that could be why their kids are so far apart in age as well. I mean, the, you know, division in families, it plays such a big role in our lives right now. That it does. And, and, and it's, it's hard because society tells you, you know, oh, it's no big deal. Just move on. Well, you know, you've got investment in that. You've got investment in those relationships. You, you want to see success happen. And so when something doesn't work out, you, you tend to think, man, I failed. Well, it's not that you failed. It just, for whatever reason, it didn't work. Uh, and I think that sometimes we're too hard on ourselves and it makes it hard to love somebody else if you can't love yourself first. And so if you can't overcome whatever the issue was in your past, then yeah, it's going to be hard for you to love somebody. It doesn't mean you can't. It just means that you're, you're going to have a struggle as well. And then, you know, if, if, you're, if you've looked back and you're like, man, my parents had a, a marriage that didn't succeed for very long, Am I going to have the same issues? Maybe, but if you choose to see what they did right and focus on that versus what they did wrong and just kind of keep that in the back of your mind, then you're going to set yourself up for success. Lisa's parents have been married 37 years, 38 years, I'm sorry, 38 years. They've known each other forever. And, you know, they had good examples and we've had good examples. And there's a lot of things that even though my parents have divorced, they they both, man, if I could have done this differently, I would have done this. And that's good sound advice. And it's not like they say that because they wish they could go back and, and fix it because they know that they can't. But it's their way of helping me and my wife succeed to having a, a, a marriage that's lasted 18 years. You know, we got married in 19. Statistically, uh, you know, in 1999, 50% of marriages were going to fall uh, apart in the first year. And then it went up to 70% in the first three years at the age of 19. Here we are, 37 years old, still married, and, and people are like, you guys are just weird. Well, yeah, we are, but, you know, we just, we went in and we both agreed. 
if it, if we're not going to give it 100%, then we don't want to go. Well, and I know, uh, you know, we kind of turned it into a discussion about uh, long-lasting marriages or short-lasting marriages. But one thing I, I just heard recently and I, I thought was really kind of kind of clicked with what we're talking about was um, that, you know, a lot of people talk about regret and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, looking back a lot of times you think, you know what, if you didn't make that mistake, if you're regretting that mistake and you, you didn't want to make that mistake, guess what? You probably would have made a different mistake. Right. I mean, you know, we all make mistakes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just kind of something I thought of. Let's move on to uh, to question number two. Uh, what are some of your favorite hobbies and interests? You kind of covered a little bit of that already, but, uh, you know, dive into that a little bit more. I, th- I think Tony uh, Spicocci puts it the best way that I, I'm, a, I'm a hockey fanatic that just likes baseball. Uh, it's nothing against other sports. It's just that I really enjoy both of those sports. Uh, I, I enjoy both of the, both of those uh, sports. I really enjoy watching them live. It's a great thing I do with the kids. The kids uh, go absolutely nuts at a hockey game. Uh, Zoe and I try to go to a baseball game annually. It doesn't always happen, but we, we try. Um, I'm a big movie guy. So, I mean, I've got... Well, talk about it. What, what do you watch? I mean, uh, you know, I, I watch... Pretty much anything in the Disney genre, I will watch. I mean, even if it sucks, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna watch it, um, and and I'll even purchase it because it has the Disney label. But I, I'm really into uh, sci-fi, uh, fantasy kind of stuff like that. So um, uh, the things that that really make you think, things that make you go, wow, that could really happen. Uh, you know, um, like 2001: A Space Odyssey, just kind of throwing it back, right? 1960s. First huge color feature length, you know, film, and and it comes out, and you, you have Hal the robot, and it's like, what if robots really took over the world? You know, how would that work? I mean, dude couldn't get out of the out of his pod, right? Uh, I enjoy that kind of stuff, uh, and and because it, it it makes you ponder. Um, but I like the campy stuff, like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Johnny Depp is fantastic. Um, you know that. You if you know, say so. Oh, I think he's amazing. <laughs> Uh, but it, but I enjoy those those different kind of things. Uh, Lisa's really into the heartfelt chick flick movies, which sounds stereotypical. No way. Yeah, yes. I know, right? So um, I there's occasionally like, um, and it's gonna be it's a chick flick, but it but it's a good movie. Um, the Time Traveler's Wife, right? So th- this guy basically is traveling through time, trying to reconnect with his wife at different stages of her life. So it. It's one of those things where it makes me think as a husband, it's like, wow, if something happened to my wife, would I have the ability to develop the technology to still spend time with her throughout history, even when she's gone? So it was one of those things. It's kind of cool. I like those kinds of things. Yeah, that's that's a good question. I'm going to use that question on a later podcast because there you go. Like, where would you want to meet your wife you know like don't answer that now but you know that, yeah. that's a great question it, you know? it is because where would you want to see your wife I always thought about that like how, you know was my wife really cool in high school <laughs> you know who knows right see the difference is I knew my wife in high school and so I yeah. know the truth yeah. <laughs> all right on well um let's go on do you read any books or listen to any podcasts or anything uh I listen I tend to listen to a lot of Craig Rochelle and Andy Stanley when it comes to podcasts and I, I like a lot of their books as well Bill Hybels is a, a pretty influential writer uh, as is Erwin McManus. And I, I mentioned those four guys mainly because those guys are uh, predominant leaders within the church right now. Those are guys that are, are visionaries. They're forward thinkers. They're looking at where the church is and where it could be and understanding that the church isn't just the building. It's where we meet, but the church is the people. And so they're taking it one step further to say, 
if we're really supposed to go out there and reach people by any means possible, however we can do that, then what are we doing to do that? And so they're taking technology. I mean, you look at Craig Rochelle, you know, the, the, and Erwin McManus, those guys are, you know, sensations on the internet, you know, and their, their churches are all over the place. Erwin McManus church is in Los Angeles. And then this guy, you know, puts it up on YouTube all the time. And, and people are chiming into that because, you know, let's be honest, the church is a hospital. People that are coming to the church usually need something and, and, and that's okay. But the thing is, is that there's, there's supposed to be healing that takes place there, but there's also sadly to say there is hurt that's taken place there as well. And so sometimes people just don't want to go to the church. And so these guys have said, well, how do we be the church where they are? How do we use technology to reach them where they are? Uh, and, and, and that has, because I'm, a, I'm very analytical in my thinking. So I'm looking down the road too, going, well, this is fantastic, but how do we reach the guy that's in a third world country that has spotty internet coverage, but the missionaries can't get to him? How do we reach that guy? Uh, you know, and so kind of, kind of thinking about that. Cause I, I, I just like how they write it out and they lay it out so simple, you know, here's the plan. Here's how we get there. Now we just need people to do it. And, and, and so those guys are they put it in their books, they put it in their podcasts, and they're really good on leadership stuff too because they're also saying, you know, things like, you know, leaders lead. Well, that makes sense and it sounds right, but but they are. And they're getting in there. They're, you know, the difference between a leader and a boss is that a leader will tell you, hey, we need to dig a trench. And he says, we, because he's in there with you digging the trench. A boss says, hey, dig a trench. And he's yelling at you on how to do it from the top. He's not willing to get his hands dirty. Leaders are willing to do it. And so those guys are really influential in, in how I try to lead people is to say, hey, look, we need to do this together. This isn't me telling you how to do it. It's it's us working on it together. Uh, and yeah. they've got great podcasts. So Yeah, I've listened to um, the Craig Rochelle one, and, and that's been just really good. Because I, I also really like to just listen to leadership stuff. And his is very, uh, like, even if you're you're not Christian, um, you know, you maybe haven't uh, come to accept Jesus Christ in your life, but um, you don't have to, to listen to his podcast. And that, it, that, I really like that about it. It's great information. And he puts it out there because it can literally be used no matter where you are. Like you were saying, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're in the church, but it's techniques that are going to help you be a better husband. It's techniques that are going to help you be a better employer. Because uh, everybody wants to be valued. Everybody needs a cheerleader in their life, whether they want to say it or not. Everybody needs that, that rah-rah person. Craig, can you be my cheerleader? I'll be your cheerleader. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Well, actually, I did have one question uh, because you had you, your the dichotomy between your answers there uh, kind of struck me a little bit. You when talking about the movies, sci-fi, 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 and then talking about your books and your podcasts, all church. So, um, are there some uh, other podcasts that you listen to, or maybe some other uh, like like religious movies or something? You know, where where how how do those two come together to meet? Uh, with the Star Wars minute. <laughs> okay, I yeah, got you hooked on. You that, got me I? hooked on the Star Wars minute. So those dudes, they take like a minute of Star Wars and then they talk about it for thirty minutes. Yeah, they even talk about like the beginning scroll. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. And so, so for me, I, I look at, I don't sit there and and keep God in a box. God's anywhere, everywhere, anytime. And um, I'm careful to what I, I watch and I'm careful to what I listen to. But but at the same point, you know what? I, I don't think God sits here and, and, and judges me for watching a sci-fi movie. I really don't. 
Um, he might judge me for watching a chick flick. I'm not yeah, sure. He might. Well, I didn't mean it like that, though. No. I was just saying that uh, that you were so separated in your answers. That was all. Yeah, and, and the thing is, that when, it, when it comes to the podcast, I mean, I, I do tend to listen to more church-based leadership like a Craig Rochelle, um, but I do like to be entertained by like a Star Wars minute. Uh, those are things, because I, I I like to, to be entertained, and I, I think that it's possible to, to still have both. Uh, my my faith in Christ, but also to have fun and, and to to enjoy you know good science fiction. Uh, the Alien series is fantastic. Is it graphic? Yeah, but it's cool because uh, it's good writing and and Ridley Scott's directing is just fantastic and and that whole thing. Uh, I know that sounds weird, but uh, it's good. Well, I, I know um, you know uh, talking to myself in my early twenties in high school, I probably wouldn't have said this, but one thing I do actually really like about sci-fi. They don't have to have the nudity and the uh, really not even that harsh language all the time. Exactly. Where, you know, when I was in high school, I might have checked out some horror flicks just for that reason or whatever, right? But, exactly. But yeah, I mean, the sci-fi really, it's, it. I mean, shoot, we're watching stuff with my kids, you know? Yeah, so. yeah I mean, you, you sit there and you see, uh, I mean, the Back to the Future franchise, for instance, it's in some ways it's campy, but in other ways it's, wow, what if that really could happen? What if we could really build a time machine and go back and fix something? Uh, I'm sure that everybody wishes they had a time machine at some point in their life to go back and fix a decision that they made, fix a relationship that went wrong, um, or they just... Or meet their wife in a different part of her yeah. life. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Tying it all back together. All right, well, uh, you know, kind of kind of get real deep into kind of your walk with Christ. And so, um, you know, how did you come to know Christ or where? what churches did you go to? Uh, started out in a Baptist church uh, in 1994, and uh, so I was 14 at the time, and I was really on this path of trying to figure out who God was. My biggest question that I, I, I struggled with at the beginning was, well, if God created everything, who created God? And that was something that I really struggled with, right? Because I figured, you know, somebody had to create something. It just kind of how it went. And then the more I thought about it, well, if I figure that out, then I'm going to want to know who created that person. And then I'm going to want to know. And so I just had to get to the point where it was like, Scripture says God was just there in the beginning. And I'm just going to run with that. But then I started asking questions, you know, because you, you look at, at what churches believe and what people teach. And you're like, wait a minute. I understand what you're saying, but it seems like you're omitting certain things. Why? That was taken as a challenge. And, and I was actually asked to leave a church because I was just asking a simple question. I'm 14 years old. I'm trying to figure out this whole God thing, right? And so I spent about four years just trying to figure it out. And then uh, I was at a Walmart, and a mutual friend of mine and my wife's had invited me to a Bible study. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. Bible study seems kind of like senior citizen-ish. You know, am I supposed to bring juice and cookies? I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to do. No, no. Yeah, you are. <laughs> well, I, I guess. So <laughs> so I, I showed up, and, and that was the first time I actually started getting some answers to my questions. And then I started to get clarity on who Christ was. And then uh, I was a couple of years, about a, about a year later, I was I was called in to do ministry. And I was like, yeah, this is funny stuff, man. I, me ministering to people? Come on. There's no way. I'm supposed to do something, you know, fantastic with my life, not pastor people. And that's what I thought. I really did. And then I just had all this clarity start coming. And then just wisdom started flowing through and, the right mentors just started showing me good things like a Ray Jennings, like a Rob Carlson, like a Matt Simon is like a Matt Morgan. You know, those guys have basically poured into me 
to say, hey, this is fantastic, but here's a here's something else that we can look at. This is something else that, that we're learning. And then having them share their experiences with me. Um, my whole thing was I just watched a lot of a lot of unanswered questions go by. And I, I just really struggled with, well, if God's so good, then why is there so much crap happening in the world? And I just had to realize that it's just sin and death, man. Um, that at the end of it, it's just, just part of how it is. Uh, and that's what that's what's worked for me. But um, I just wanted more. I just didn't want to go th- limping through life and, and then living my life going, well, if there's a God, then I guess I should live the best I can. And realizing that it wasn't just about following rules and regulations. It was actually about relationship. And then he wants that relationship just like I want a relationship with, with my wife, with my friends, with my coworkers. Um, you know, just a, a real tangible relationship. And that's what it was about. I mean, yeah, the rules matter, but, but it was one of those things where it's not like I had to have every box checked, every I dotted, every T crossed. It was just come as you are. And that was just as cliche as that sounds. It was that simple. It was like, here I am. Show me what you want me to do. And, and then, uh, I started going through and doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. The, the two, uh, Nirvana references are come as you are. And, uh, here we are now entertain us. Uh, what can I say? I, you know, I was born in 1980. I grew up in the nineties. You know, flannel was my friend. <laughs> well, what about, uh, continue. Cause I totally cut you off there. Sorry. No, you're good. So, so what ends up happening is you, you really start getting onto this path and you're just trying to figure out how, how much value you really have in the world. What is your purpose? Everybody has a purpose. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer for some than others to find out what their purpose is. And, you know, we joke and say, Oh, I still don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up, but it doesn't really matter. All I know is, is that I just want to do what God's asking me to do right here, right now. And, you know, it sounds, you know, everybody says that the praying for patience is dangerous and yeah, it is. But I think it's, it's a little bit more dangerous to, to pray whenever, wherever, because, you're saying, here I am, use me. I don't care where you need me. I don't care when you need me. Just pick me. Just use me. Don't just put me on a shelf. I want to go. I want to do stuff. I want to be, you know, your hands and feet. How can I do that? Um, you know, and taking that ownership of that relationship, it's like with the girls. So we tell them, you know, you know we're not going to, we're not going to force Jesus on you. However, you can't get into heaven without him. And just because I'm in good standing doesn't mean you get a VIP pass. You got to have your own relationship. And so um, that's kind of set them on a seeking path. Yeah, mom and dad take me to this church. Yeah, mom and dad show me these things in scripture. But what do I really think? And giving them the ability to think, you know, not forcing a certain view, but saying, okay, so Zoe, what do you think about this? Katie, what do you think about that? You know, and giving them the ownership to have their own decisions and to have their own relationship, because it's going to be different with their their relationship with with Christ is going to be different than mine, just like their relationship with their mom is different than it is with me. Um, you know, there's certain things I don't even want to talk about. I don't even want to know about it. I, it like boyfriends. Nope. Go talk to your mom. Uh, let me know when uh, when things get serious, so I know uh, you know which weapons to 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 sharpen and charge up. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> But uh, what about uh, as far as your decision to be baptized and, you know, how old were you when you really made that happen in your life? Well, I think I, my, my first real baptism, I, uh, I remember being, I think I was 
almost 15 in the same church that asked me to leave. And, um, that was really hard. But then I, I think it was one of those things that I, I did it because I felt pressured. I didn't really think I understood the whole commitment of the baptism and what it really signified. And then at, uh, 18, almost 19, I went through and I was like, I probably should get this done again just to make sure I'm solid. Not because I was afraid, but because I just, I had a better understanding of it, had a better teaching, had a better grasp, had a better idea. Um, and you know, it's not a, you know, we're supposed to get baptized, right? But it doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not a prerequisite to get into heaven. So it's not like you sit there and you, you go through your entire life and you know, you're a hundred years old and you're on your deathbed and you go, man, I forgot to check that off the box. I didn't get baptized. I, I, you know, I don't think that it's, it's such a worry. Um, it's, it's all it is, is an outward evidence of what's being done on the inside. So you're letting people know, Hey, I'm, I'm done. The old me is now under the water and the new me has come out and here we are. And that's, that's what we're going to do. Uh, and baptism is, is important. Um, it's important in my life. Uh, Zoe got baptized, uh, two years ago. She was 14. You know, um, Katie's curious about it, but she still doesn't totally understand it. And, you know, she's eight, so I get it. But um, she's just like, wow, what is that all about? And there's a lot of people that are grown adults that are still trying to figure that out. And, and I think it's up to us to, you know, as 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 pastors to say, hey, here's what it is. This is this is how cool it is. And this is what it really signifies and and, and why Christ himself did it. Um, but I, I think, you know, my baptism was like I said, I went through it twice. Well, that's actually a really cool story because I, I bet you there's some folks out there that might be listening or need to listen, you know, and, and they might just be thinking about that. Like, man, you know, when I was 20, when I was 30, when I was 10, yeah. I was baptized and, you know, I've fallen quite a ways off of yeah. track. And, you know, it's it's good to let them know that it's OK to get back in and then show the world that, uh, you know, you're ready to go again. And I yeah. mean, that's so that's awesome that you're throwing it out there because there's probably some folks that need to hear that. It's, it's, it's true, you know, and I, I think that, uh, you know, we we live in a world to where, well, I've made too many mistakes, not even God will forgive me, is what, is, <laughs> is what people say, but that's not the case. And while you were talking there, I was really uh, listening to you talk about how it wasn't just one or two people throughout your life that, that really kind of led you to uh, answering questions and stuff, and it just really, I, you know, I, I don't know that I've mentioned a lot of podcasts, but one of the ones I listen to is called Mixed Mental Arts. And it's not a faith-based podcast, but it's it's one of these where they're just talking about just things that make you think. It's, mm -hmm. um, and and they talk a lot about how um, the the saying that a lot of people heard is, you know, uh, great people have stood on the the shoulders of giants, right? Yeah. And but their thing is, is they say, no, 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 that's that's they don't they don't believe in that. They say they say no, we stood on a whole bunch of hobbits because you know it doesn't just take one or two of these big giants. It takes so many people to you know help people through life. Well, and so, you know, it, let's it, all stand on some, some absolutely. Hobbits. You know, you look at the success in, in, in your business, right? And, uh, there are lots of people that have gone before you that have made that business great. And there are some people like, there's a guy that I work with right now. He's been with the same company for almost 47 years. And so to be able to pull from him just a tidbit of knowledge on how things used to be in comparison to where they are and how he's able to do his job so efficiently that's wisdom that you just can't get uh, from anybody else. That guy has seen it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's talk about, uh, you know, do you have any favorite scripture 
uh, maybe a, a person from the Bible. We, we, there, there was kind of three, like, hey, pick one. And uh, on episode one, everybody kind of kind of gave a scripture and a person. So I'm going to hold you to that as well. Uh, as far as a specific scripture, I, I mean, I don't have like a specific favorite, favorite scripture. Um, but I really do like um, uh, the book, the first and second uh, Timothy, because Timothy was a young guy. And so for me, when I first got called into ministry, I was, I was, like I said, I was 19, 20 years old. So it's been a long time. But there was a lot of, are you even old enough to know what this means? Uh, and, it, you know, then it was, you know, hey, what about serving on the church board? I was 24 years old being on a church board and everybody else is over 50. I'm kind of the young guy. I'm kind of the outcast, right? But Paul tells Timothy, don't worry about your age. Don't worry about what people think because you're smart. You're fan, you know, you're, you've got wisdom, you've got knowledge, you know how to ask questions. And, and he's just telling him flat out, age is just a number, man. Don't worry about it. And so that was kind of an encouragement to me because as I continue to go through and, and do different uh, things within ministry through within, within the church and stuff over the last 18 years, there's been things that I look at going, man, I, I don't think I'm old enough to do that. And then that kind of reminds me, you know, oh, you're, you know, you, you're no worries. And then you look back and go, huh, aren't I too old to do that? Like kids ministry, as an example. Am I too old to do kids ministry? Maybe. But I got a friend of mine who's been a youth pastor for the last uh, 18 years and, you know, he's in his 40s. So that's all he's ever wanted to do. And that's what he does. So I think, I think keeping that particular thing with, with Timothy, because he didn't let any of that stuff slow him down. He just like, okay, that's cool. God's got a plan for me. And this is where I'm at. This is my season. I can't change when I was born, but I can definitely change the impact. And so I think Timothy really speaks pretty, pretty heavy to me uh, as far as New Testament. Old Testament, I really dig David because David was also a young guy. But David had enough knowledge to say, I need help. I need to be coached. If I'm going to be a great leader and a great king, I need somebody to pour into me that's been a great leader and a great king. And I mean, who, who thinks that, right? Who has that ability to look forward and say, man, I really need a, a, a mentor, somebody to invest in me. And so I look at those two guys, I look at Paul and, or, or Timothy and David, and I look at that and I'm going, yeah, those guys are success stories because they had good, solid people pouring into them. And I'm not saying that I'm a Paul or a Timothy or even a David. I'm just saying that, that, you know, having the ability to notice that you need somebody to pour into you is huge. It doesn't mean you're weak. It just means that you know that you can't do everything. You can't answer every question, but taking advantage of somebody's knowledge and then being able to use it to make something better. That's smart. Yeah, I like that. And, uh, so I just want to point out that, uh, we talked a little bit in episode one that, uh, you know, it was, uh, the Craig, Craig Dockstetter group, that we all met in, and I just want to say thanks a lot for that. Hey, and, you no know, problem. It was it's, it's been fun, and we've we've been we've been going along. We're still doing it. We've split into two groups, and yep. and and Tony, uh, you know, uh, who was on episode one, is, is is part of that other group, and you know, me, you, and John, and um, uh, Pete. Pete from from the first podcast are 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 still rocking the other group, and it's yeah. just been great, man. We're all growing, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, we'll see where this podcast goes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a great thing to do. It's, uh, I think it's awesome because it allows everybody to realize that you don't have to have some sort of special gift or some sort of special permit to, to be a leader. 
uh, and that anybody can lead. It's just a matter of, of where they want to go and, and being able to come back and say, never led there before. I'm not afraid to lead there, but I'd like to talk to somebody that has just so that I make sure that I'm setting myself and my team up for success. Right on, Craig. Well, let's end on that note. Hey, thanks a lot for coming on. No problem. Or, you know, meeting up, I should say. I wanted to invite you guys to join our group, like our Facebook page, and we're on Instagram as well. So Leading Life Together, and a Facebook group where we can interact with you is called Leading Life Together Group. So that's uh, pretty easy to find. We're going to start out this episode uh, with Craig's pick on uh, scripture. Hebrews 10.25 not giving up, meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Thanks, Craig. I will climb